But these things can be subtle and they can show up in really subtle ways. And it's like, before you know, it's like, peekaboo, rescuer, right there, hello. And it's like, damn it. Like, it's like, oh shit, where did this cape come from? Right, yeah. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Who put this on me? I mean, um, it does look nice, but no, 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 Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Like, I was, I was, I was going to start this episode by going, I think this is going to be a short episode. Like I said, like, with the last episode, like we thought with the episode before that. I'm just going to stop saying that. But <laughs> as we were discussing, I'm like, just, just be very grateful at times that you cannot hear what we discuss before we start recording. <laughs> well, maybe not grateful. It's pretty, um, I mean, it's, some of that's I mean, the it's most hilarious. It content. is very, it is very entertaining. Let's just say that at one point, it's so hot in here. I think we were like, I think, it's like, did we not just discuss doing naked podcasting for a second there? Like, I totally just talked about pantless <laughs> podcasting. I mean, I, I mean, technically you could do pantless. Like they wouldn't mm-hmm. know. Like nobody would know. I mean, I would know. The niggle monster would know. I'm not sure that, I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Given where Mr. Niggles is currently located, yeah, maybe well, that's not. Be, I mean, this is this is this is a keezy outfit, like just putting like the Niggle monster I mean, down there. That's, that's true. If you if you don't know what we're talking about with the Niggle monsters, go back and hear the Clary Niggles episode from our friendship series. Um, um, but yeah, um, I also I've I I I I want to go. I want to get my own little friend. The podcast <laughs> with. No, not Serena. No, I'm not replacing Serena. Don't worry. Like I have a friend I podcast with. Um, Good luck trying to get that stuff shit to talk. <laughs> didn't you say? Didn't we figure out what the monster? Or what the yeah. other? Yeah. No, my nuance, my nuance novel. That's what I want. I want a nuance novel. Anyway, um, but that's not what we're talking about today. Mm-mm. Today we are talking about something we have a lot of experience with. Like we a lot, are. A lot, a lot two recovering rescuers here um and it's it's funny i i mentioned this on a previous episode and um i did say i would discuss it like briefly on this episode we're just gonna start to touch a little bit on some of the content which goes into the triangles episode and if you've listened to all of our uh, podcasts you will have heard us talk about this like we've promised the triangles episode for a long time because it is a key thing that we talk about a lot within the content and a lot within the program and then um was it like three weeks ago four weeks ago I was reviewing the content because we're we're um we're reviewing it at the moment before we go into recording for our self-study and uh (laughs) basically messaged Serena going I think I'm pulling apart half the content in one of our major sections can you jump on a zoom with me so I can make sure that it's absolutely necessary that I'm doing this and I'm and I talked to her she was like yeah 
fuck. Yeah. You're right. So the reason we haven't done the Triangles podcast episode is because there isn't a Triangles podcast anymore because um, we will refer to uh, the drama triangle, which um, we'll talk about very, very briefly on this episode. Um, But there is a whole new piece of content. So if you've gone through the program and you're listening to this and you heard about triangles in the program, there's some new stuff. We like for a change. (laughs) Like, Every time, like Serena's like, yes, new content. No, got to do more slides. Like, <laughs> it is a bittersweet every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's it's what needs to be done. And <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we're, we are not going to do a triangles episode. We are still going to cover that content in a podcast episode. Um, but it's going to look slightly different now. So um the reason that we, that I'm just to bring up the, the triangles briefly and I want to talk about them is because the positions that we are talking about, like the, some of the things that we're talking about today are coming from the original triangle. This was something that was developed by Dr. Stephen Cartman, um, which was the drama triangle. And um, in the drama triangle, he talks about uh, the victim, persecutor, rescuer. We're not going to get into all of that today, but we are talking about how do you support somebody without becoming a rescuer? Now, the reason that like, people are like, well, why wouldn't you want to become a rescuer? rescuer isn't that a good thing isn't that nice don't we all want heroes Mm. to come along and save us um a lot of us do want heroes to come along and save us but it is not to our benefit to have people do that um and the reason is that um if we are in that space of rescuer not only are we disempowering ourselves and i'm not getting getting into the why today we've got enough to talk about today and we we're trying not to make this a long episode um and we will go into that in the in the the triangle plus extra shape episode uh, that is to come still um not only do you disempower yourself you actually disempower the person who you are trying to help by rescuing them um and so we do not want to get to that done so it's like well if like if somebody else isn't okay how do we support them without going into that role because it is so easy we get conditioned into it like two recovering covering rescuers right here mm-hmm. um like this is and like, we were hard we were hardcore rescuers some of us made a career out of it before we decided that hold on a second that's not what i was meant to be doing um like legitimately when i first started my business when i first first started doing um coaching mentoring consulting work i was a rescuer i was trying to help other people to feel good about myself period that's it Mm -hmm. it didn't just do it at work i did it in my personal life i did it in my relationships i did it with strangers for crying out loud like i was like if somebody was had a problem somebody was in trouble someone was struggling which is what we're talking about i jumped in both feet first and i'm like I'm coming. To, like, I remember, like, um, putting like, on your cape on me. Right. Like, it's like that. The whole that Mrs. Doubtful, like, I'm coming, dearie. Like, 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 from across the restaurant. Like, that's exactly what it was like. I'm like, dive straight in, and end up costing everybody in the process while not meaning to, like, wanting to come from good intention, wanting to genuinely help, and actually costing myself and the other person in the process. And I know, I mean, you, I have a feeling this might resonate with you a little bit. So. Maybe a little bit. Did you have any experience of this? <laughs> That's a loaded. I know the question. answer. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Save my family. Save my friends. You want to know who I didn't rescue all the time? Myself. 
because they're too busy focusing on everybody else's shit. Well, and that's a very common pattern Mm -hmm. where people go into rescuer mode to avoid Mm -hmm. facing and dealing with their own stuff. My life shit, but... I look like I have it together because I can help you with your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though we weren't really actually helping. Mm-mm. They didn't know that at the time. And that's the thing. It's like, like if, you've, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, wait, what? Hold on. You mean I've been, oh, oh I've been negatively impacting people. I've been trying to help. Like, this is an invitation to be gentle with yourself mm-hmm. because we didn't know this. Like, we didn't know it. Like, we didn't realize. Like, we were genuinely wanting to help. And there's still sometimes that we're like in a space and all of a sudden it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm gonna... and, and, and a lot of times it's a. Hello, it's little a... rescuer. I see you there. Like Right. And a lot of times it's like, it's a little tweak and mm-hmm. it moves you out of that space. Yes. And it's like. Oh, wait a minute. And you can feel it. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, wait, this feel this feels different, different. But you're doing and usually accomplishing what you're setting out to do. Yeah. But you're doing you're, something very similar yes. often. Um, but you're not realizing. We're not realizing in this space where we are, when we are rescuing the downsides of what mm-hmm. we're doing. Um, like, yes, there may seem to be upsides, but mm, are they really? Yeah, well, when we start to put, I mean, when you start to put, as with everything in life, when you put a needs lens on it, you go, oh, not really. Oh, but everything I learned was a lie. <laughs> Just truth. Like, for the most, I mean, there are some exceptions, but yeah, largely that does tend to be the case. And like, I want to do this good thing. I want to support. I want to help. Blah, 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 blah. But we don't see the negative impacts to ourselves and to other people in that process. So first thing, first and foremost, is that if you want to support somebody else without becoming a rescuer, one of the, as I said, one of the real like essence of rescuer is that we are trying to, we might not be consciously aware of it, but there is a part of us that is trying to feel good about ourselves, realizing that feeling good about ourselves normally equates to having our needs met. So there's a part of us that is trying to feel good about ourselves, which means there's a part of us that is trying to meet our needs by helping this other person. So we are trying to get our needs met using this person and their situation as a tool for meeting our needs. Not to say that we're doing that without wanting to also support them. Again, nuanced layers, we'll get into it in the, the future episode where we're going to go into the these positions and the alternatives in more depth. But um, it really is important to realize that we are doing this as a way of trying to meet our needs or as a way of trying to mask our unmet needs, one of the two, which means that the first step in avoiding slipping accidentally or unintentionally into that rescuer space is to first be consistently meeting your own needs. Mm -hmm. Because if your needs are already met, you don't need somebody else or helping somebody else to meet them or to mask them or to feel good about yourself. And something that I can imagine some of our regular listeners might be thinking, because it just kind of popped into my head. It's like, well, wouldn't that be self first if I'm meeting my needs and helping to meet theirs? Oh, mm-hmm. no. Because <laughs> if you're not meeting your own needs, like the first part of self first is meeting your own needs. Right. Like you, like, you have to go into it. Mm-hmm. Resourced. Yeah. And there's a difference between I'm meeting my needs 
in a way that, like, let's look at, go back to the definition of self first. Self first is I'm meeting my own needs. So that's the priority. That's the focus. I'm meeting my own needs in ways that at the minimum do not harm other people and sometimes benefit others. There is a big difference between that and looking at this situation, which is I'm going to use somebody else's pain, somebody else's trauma, somebody else's triggering, somebody else's wounding, someone else being harmed as a vehicle and a tool to get my needs met. Like just think, let that sit for a second. The second you position it like that, the second you frame it that way and you look at it from that point of view, you're like, oh, that doesn't feel like self first. (laughs) Yeah, okay, maybe not. But yeah, valid point. Thank you for raising that because mm-hmm. it, it could seem that way, but it's it's not the same thing. Um, so the very first thing you want to do, take care of your own needs. Be resourced yourself because if you are resourced, there's no un- ulterior motive because so often when it comes to our needs, and this is the thing when it comes to needs is that a lot of people are like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm meeting my needs. At a conscious level, it seems that way. We are not aware of what is going on subconsciously. And so much of what happens with our needs happens without us being consciously aware of it. These are the unmet needs, pull the strings Mm -hmm. underneath the surface without us having any clue that that is what is happening until you come and work with somebody like us and I go, uh, this is happening. Oh, shit. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. And we'll have moments and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, where did that come from? Then it's like you you dive into it a little bit and then you're like, oh, Oh, there's my value need. There it is. Let's deal with that. And then it's like, okay, now that's not like, and when we say pulling the string, like if you drop into where your needs are, it is a pull. Like all of a sudden you're like, "Mm mm-hmm holy shit, where did that come from? Well, I've been ignoring that for a little bit, haven't I, apparently? (laughs) Uh Yeah, exactly. So the thing about it is, is that consciously, you might be like, I'm not doing this to meet my needs because consciously, there's no awareness of that. There's no realization of the fact that's there. Consciously, you might not even know what all of your needs are, Mm -hmm. which means that you can't be consciously meeting needs that you don't know exist. Like that's not a thing. So, but when you start to look at it and look at what's happening subconsciously, If your needs are well met, if your needs are consistently well met, if you have a practice where you are taking care of your needs on a regular basis, there's no ability for them to be pulling the strings in your behaviors. So there's no way that they're going to be like, if my needs, if I'm, all my needs are really well met, there's no way that one of them is secretly going to be going, oh, let's do this for this person because mm-hmm. it's going to feel really good. And all of a sudden we get to feel better about ourselves because there's nothing, there's no, there's nothing in us that is needing that. So the first thing is you want to stop being a rescuer. Take care of yourself first. Take care of your own needs and make sure that they are met in such a way that they cannot be subconsciously driving your behavior without you being aware of it. And our subconscious and our brains are really fucking amazing machines. But they're also really good at convincing us that we're doing things for one reason when in actual fact we're doing it for another. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, like my, your, it's like, it's like there's, a, there's a part of your system where it tells the brain, we're doing this because we're a good person. The brain goes, awesome, we're doing this because we're a good person. And definitely mm-hmm. it's like, don't tell them. Don't tell them we're really doing it because it's going to meet our value need. We're going to feel good about ourselves mm-hmm. for a second. Like there's like that. That's the kind of conscious subconscious thing. The conscious brain's like, yay, look at me. I'm a good person. I'm doing this for this reason. And the subconscious is like, <laughs> little do they know this is the reason that's underneath the surface. But if that part is taken care of, it's like, 
well, yeah, let's just do this because it's it because it, it like it's something we want to offer to this other person. Mm-hmm. That then it ch- it takes that that layer of it out of the equation. The next thing, if you want to stay in the space of supporting somebody without going into the rescuer, is to stay connected to your outcome. Now, what is your outcome? Your outcome is to support, not to rescue. Mm-hmm. So if you stay focused, if you keep bringing yourself back to like, remember, I'm wanting to support. Remember, I'm wanting to support. This is not about rescuing. I want to support. I want to support. I want to support. I want to support. Then what it does is it keeps your focus on that. Because if we don't stay focused on that, then we can deviate. Mm -hmm. And if we deviate and we maybe start to focus on the problem. Or we maybe start to focus on how this other person can't do this. With Like, we have to do this. Like, when we start to slip, though, when those sorts of thoughts start to slip in, oh, we're a slippery slope, wee all the way down to rescue Elaine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where we end up. So it's like when we start to notice, oh, hold on, I've got one, my one foot's down the slide and my <laughs> other foot's on here. Hold on a second. Can I, l- let me pull this back. Okay. Supporter. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Support, support, support. And like just being mindful of that can change how we're doing things. And it's often how we're doing things, not necessarily what we're doing, but the how can make a huge difference as to whether we are in rescuer or whether we're in supporter. Something with the Larry situation was when I was trying to support Joe, like I had to keep reminding myself of this right Right. here. And it was like, hey, don't jump in because it would have been really easy for me to see his hole and be like, like yeah like I'm gonna come rescue or I'm gonna jump in the hole with you so you're not alone it's like no I want like okay what what is the outcome Mm -hmm. what are we trying to do are we we trying to create something or like it's bringing yourself back to that point and it felt weird at first it's Mm -hmm. like because I'm having these dialogues with myself and it's like (laughs) you need to support not rescue need to support and but that was what kept bringing me back to make sure I was not jumping into those spaces because especially when you're depleted like if Mm -hmm. you're in a situation where you're both depleted it's hard not to go back especially to old habits that were so ingrained it's it's easy like because that is how we're conditioned is to yeah rescue well and it's like any time that you like any time you notice yourself thinking i want to fix it any time that verbiage or some variation they need me to do this yes i I've, I've got to do this i have to do this um like i need to i i need to do this um let me fix it let me like make it right let me make it better let me like all all of those things when we start to notice any of those things now the one exception i will say to this there is one exception where this is not about being a rescuer is like if you are the reason that something is fucked up for somebody else it's okay for you to address that mm-hmm. like it's like if if i've like if i've done something that's negatively impacted serena me addressing the thing that I've done that has negatively impacted Serena. It's not me rescuing her. That's me taking responsibility Mm -hmm. for what I've done, the consequence of what I've done and making that right. Mm -hmm. That's slightly different. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about the same thing here. We're talking about something we've got no part or involvement in, but we're going to go wading in to fix it for them. The second we start to do that, oh, slippery slope, slippery slope, bring bring the foot back, bring the foot back. It's almost the drop everything. Like if you're yeah. dropping everything and there are 
there are some nuanced situations where I feel like that could be appropriate depending on the situation, the severity, the timing, whatnot. But if you're like, nope, everything else is out the window right now and you're not thinking about what do I need, like chances are you're starting to jump, like you're right. at least circling the rescuer drain. Well, I think that's true, but I also think it's important to say it doesn't have to look like no, that. Not it's at not all. that that's an extreme version yes. of it. Like it could just be, I ha- like I gotta fix this for, for Serena. I gotta do this for I, I have to fix this for Joe. Like you don't have to drop everything. If you do drop everything, that's like even more like amplified in terms of what we're talking about. Um, but these things can be subtle and they can show up in really subtle ways. And it's like, before you know, it's like, peekaboo, rescuer, right here. Hello. And it's like, damn it. Like, it's like, oh shit, where did this cape come from? Right, yeah. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Who put this on me? I mean, um, it does look nice. But no, 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 it's not me anymore. <laughs> so the thing to remember is that the, like, one of the things that we, we talk about this all the time, we talk about creating, we talk about what's your outcome, what is the thing that we want to create, and we're going to get into that more in the episode in the future where we're going to talk about the triangle and the as yet unnamed other shape that will be part of that. I think it's a circle, but it's also a circle with other things in it. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's not quite as simple. The shapes episode. Let's, there we go. We'll call it the shapes <laughs> episode so that you know what I'm talking about. So when we get to the shapes episode, we're going to go into that in more detail. But you will hear us talking about like being in creator mode you, or being in creator approach. You'll hear us talking about what do you want to create? What's your outcome? What are the, what are the, like, how do I, how do I get into creator? Which is like, how do I get into that space where I'm focused on that? The key thing here is to remember and stay connected to the fact the other person is a creator too. You're here to support them in what they want to create. They don't need you to rescue them from, from their situation. They might need support. They might need something else, which we're going to talk about in the shapes episode. Now I figured out what we're calling it. Um, then um, they, may need, they may need some assistance with that. They may need some support with that. But there is a big difference between oh, poor you, I have to do this for you. I have to fix it because you can't do it for yourself. And I get that you, you're you able to create this. And how do I support you in doing that? How do you, ha- I mean, my support might help get, the, get there quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, it might help you to get there more effectively, like take a more direct route. Like if you think about somebody working with, uh, somebody working with us, somebody who works with me one-to-one, um, like a lot of the, like I don't believe anyone coming to me is coming to me because they have to come to me. If they don't come to me, they're going to live their lives out and they're never going to figure this out. I figured this out. I mean, I really wish someone had come along and told me about it because it would have been far easier and I'd have had far less detours along the route if somebody had come in and gone, hey, here's here's how this works. But we wouldn't have any podcast content. So, right. you know. <laughs> exactly. We'd be doing something very different at this point. Um, so I believe people can figure this out for themselves. I believe people have the capacity to. Now, by coming and working with me, chances are you're going to have a shortcut. You're going to get the information. You're going to have support as you're doing it. Now, it doesn't mean you need that. You can benefit from it. And I don't ever see somebody as like, oh, well, that's not true. When I first started doing this, oh, that my cape was pressed and ready to go at a moment's <laughs> notice. Like, client, cape goes on, right, how can I fix it for you? And it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for them. It wasn't good for the Damn dynamic man, of working together. I wish we had capes for this episode. Right, Yeah. Well, we'll have to have capes for the shapes episode. Cool. There we go. Well, we'll have we'll have some capes. I love a good costume. Also, we don't need any other layers with how hot it is in here right now. <laughs> 
it would absorb the sweat. <laughs> like it would change color, like as we're as we're like proceeding with the episode. Yeah, not not fun. Anyway, so I've completely forgotten where I was. Sorry. Where I was at with this? Oh, Kate, Kate like yeah. come in fixing it. So there was a point where that's what I did, and it didn't help me or them. Um, and it was a really toxic dynamic that was being created. Um, now. Anyone who comes to work with me, they absolutely have the ability to do this for themselves. And they just might need some support in how to do that. They might need a little bit of contribution in how to make that happen. They might need, there are things that will help it quicker, easier, more effective, more direct, all those sorts of things. Things that might make it more enjoyable for them in the process Mm -hmm. or might make it feel a little bit easier as they're doing it. But the key thing is, they are a creator too. We're creators. Like we, like first and foremost, we're creating for ourselves. Mm-hmm. What's our outcome? Meeting your own needs is like what my my outcome is. I feel more resourced. I feel more fulfilled. I've got more capacity. I have less unmet needs. Like there's a whole bunch of different ones. But like my outcome is this. What do I do? Here's how I do it. That's been creating that for myself. So we're creators first and foremost. But we need to see them in that way as well. Because if we don't see them that way and we kind of have that, oh, poor you, let me fix it for you. Like that's rescuer energy. That is like, oh, watch that slippery slope, pull the foot back up again. Um, So how, like, and the real essence of it, how, what, what does support without rescuing look like? Well, I just kind of said it in the sense that they're a creator too. How do we support them in being a creator too? Well, the very first thing, like I, I'm going to use the example of like Serena and I. If Serena comes to me, and in fact, this happened earlier this week. Um, I think it might have even been yesterday. Like Serena came to me. She had a situation. She was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just don't know what to do. Like, I, 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 I. I uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, now that's a good impression of what that was. It was a lot of shoulders, faces, and noises. Yes, <laughs> like, it was. It was, and a lot of people, a lot of people in that situation would have felt the pressure to tell her the answer. Here's what you need. Oh, and to hit the pop screen. Apparently, here's what you need to do. Here's how to fix it. Here's the answer. Here's the solution. Here's the, the the path you need to take. Now, the truth of the matter is, I can't tell what the path is that she needs to take because I don't know why she, what she's trying to create. Like, I can help her to come up with options, but I can't help her, can't help her come up with options if I don't know what the point is. Like, where are we trying to get to with this? What are we trying to do? What are we trying to do with this situation? Because situations that we are in... Depending on the situation, we our outcomes could be vastly mm-hmm. different with the same situation. Say if we've been harmed by somebody else, one path is our outcome might be healing. Another outcome could be actually we want to hold them accountable. Another is that we want to support other people who've been harmed in the same way. Another option is I want to create some peace for myself. Like there's so many different options with the same exact situation about what we might want to create, we need to know what that is first Mm -hmm. in order to be able to start to do it. Which means if we want to support somebody else without jumping into that rescuer, we want to support them in staying in creator themselves. That's what the supporter looks like. So my first question to Serena, and it's almost always my first question to Serena, but this time, because of the circumstances and because of the situation we were discussing, my first question was, this might be difficult to answer. 
but what's your outcome? And I saw her face like, don't ask me that question because I don't really know right now. Um, and so I gave her some potential options to what the outcome could be that she's looking for. Um, I talked about it. And I'm like, what, like, where do you want this to go? Where do you want this to be in the future? What are the things that you want to happen in the future? Because that will help us to get clarity mm -hmm. on what our outcome is. And I saw your face when I said, what's your outcome? And like, she looked crestfallen because at that point she didn't really know, mm -mm. right? Yeah, I was like, uh, 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 uh. But the more we talked and the more questions I asked, we were able to get clarity on, okay, in the future, I want this to happen. Like, this is what I would like to happen. This is what I want to create. Okay, so if this is the outcome, this changes which options mm -hmm. we take because there's a bunch of different options we could take right now. Some options are going to move us closer to that. Some options are going to move us really fucking away from it. And there were a lot of outcomes that I wanted yes. to come to in that yeah. situation. So it was like our talking got to the end all be all outcome. Like, where do you want this? Like, okay, each step now, take a step back, a right. step back, a step back, a step back, where before... Had she not asked that or given me, okay, this is what we're going to do because from what I hear, this is the outcome you want. And what we had been discussing, the outcome that we would have thought I wanted wasn't I would have I would have gone to immediately. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't actually what in the end I realized would have served the situation. Right. And it came out with something that was I'm looking at in the moment and now I'm focused. My outcome is my outcome is down the road. I wouldn't have thought about my down the road. I'm like, how do I get how do I get to the next stop sign? And sometimes you need to do that, but with this, having somebody just ask, what is it? And it made me think. It's like, well, what do I want? Well, I want this and I want this, but ultimately I want this. And there's a difference between what do I want right now and where do I want this to go in the mm -hmm. future? Because if I'd said, What do you want right now? <laughs> Honestly, Serena would be like, I want to be done. Yep. I don't want to have anything to do with this. It's messy. I don't like this is this is sticky. I don't know what to do with it. And I just want it to I want it to not be a thing anymore. And if I we'd stopped at that point, I'd have been like, here's how you deal with this then. If like if that's your outcome. Or here are your options for how to deal with this, if that's your outcome, which one do you want? Um, but I didn't just ask that for right now. I'm also like, think think a little ways in the future. Where do you want things to be in the future for yourself, for this other person, for the other people involved in the situation? Like like what's up basically mm -hmm. and where do you want this to go? So when you ask somebody what their outcome is, it might not be as simple as just like, what's your outcome? <laughs> because the answer might be, oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, what do you want for dinner? Yes. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like and actually, you know, what? that's a really good example because like, and this happens to me all the time with the person I live with. I'm like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Okay. What type of food do you want? Hot or cold? Do you, is there a cuisine? Could we, mm -hmm. like, we could have Thai, we could have Chinese food, we could have Indian food, we could have burgers, we could have British food that we don't put any seasoning in. Like, there's <laughs> a whole bunch of different options. Like, like what, like, what, well, I'm joking, but, like, you can ask different questions to help you narrow the field. Okay, I fancy you, something. What do you not want? Right. I do that all the time. Because yes. I don't ever know what I want, but I know what I don't want. Mm -hmm. Joe will be like, all right, where do we want it? And, you know, what do we want to eat for dinner? And I'm like, not X, Y, Z. Like everything else is on the table. You might put it on the table. And I'm like, actually, not that either. Yeah. But like I sometimes. It helps narrow it. Yeah. Narrow, narrow however you can. Yeah. And the, ha the, the way to do this is to asking questions. 
like I've we've said it before and we will say it again. One of the most supportive things is you can ask questions. Now, these are strategic questions and they are questions that are appropriate for where that other person is at. If you quick fire a whole bunch of questions when someone's not okay and they're like, uh, that's not supportive. But if you are asking, okay, what's your outcome in this moment? Like, what do you want right now? Um, what, what, what do you want? What do you want to create? Like, what do you want less of? Like, what do you want more of? Like, there are different questions. And then take that as your jumping off point. Like, I see this. We were talking about this the other day. And we're actually talking about it in terms of the shapes episode. Well, there will be more to come as far as that's concerned. But, like, you kind of view it like stepping stones. Mm-hmm. Like, getting them from that point of stuck of, I don't know. I'm, things are just not okay right now. It may be that actually what their outcome is, is like, I just want to feel a little bit more resourced. Go take a nap. Mm-hmm. You want to go take a nap? Question. You want to get an early night tonight? You want some yummy food that might be nutritious and give you a bit more energy? Like, it it depends on what the them not being okay is mm-hmm. as to what is that you got to fit. You got to match the questions to the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, if Serena's in the cold, like dealing with. Um, uh, the Larry situation and I'm like right do you want this what do you, do you want this do you want that what's your outcome do you want this 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 this, this? she's like oh. <laughs> could, you, could you just not <laughs> stop it no um it's not going to be supportive mm-hmm. I asked what can I do to support you right now and she was like just send a little love my way mm-hmm. and I was like cool if you want this 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 or this just let me know few little options to help create like more of that outcome so like sometimes it's that stepping stones of like like I don't know I don't know where I want to be in the future Mm -hmm. I know that I want to be a little bit more resourced than I am right now or I just I feel like I need to process this and I don't know how to process it like do you want to have a cry do you want to talk about it do you want to um put on a piece of music that you feel is like connected to how you want to feel or how you do feel or like to act as the gateway. You want to watch a sappy movie that's going to make you cry. Like there's a bunch of different ways. Like if that like, oh, I want to feel a little bit better. Well, is that feeling a little bit better? I want to feel more resourced. Is that I want to process how I'm feeling. Those are two very different outcomes. Mm -hmm. And once we get clarity on, okay, I want to feel like I'm exhausted right now. I just need a bit more resource. Okay, more resource. Here's a few little options. Which of these feels like it would be most supportive for you right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to process how I'm feeling. Very different. Here's some options on how you could do that. Which feels like it would be most supportive for where you're at right now? And that, which feels like it would be most supportive for where you're at right now, is the way to kind of help them. And again, which will be which which aren't going to be supportive. Let's take those out of the equation. So you have this one or this one. Which feels better out of these two? Not which is the right one. Not which is the thing that's going to be the the golden button that makes everything right right now, just which of these two feels better. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and so like being able to help them with those questions and being mindful in how you're asking them, when you're asking, mm-hmm. the pace at which you're asking them. Where they're at when you're asking. And like be like, okay, do you want, like, would, like, would you like my help in figuring it out? That's the first question. <clears throat> like, would you like me to try and help you figure this out? Yes, no cool you want some space yeah bye like not quite like that but you know what I mean yeah like it like it like you can it's the the 
the asking of the questions can help you figure out what is the path to be most supportive in that moment. In the Larry situation, I found, and this was my knowledge of Joe, the situation, having checked in many times was where we're both at during it. I asked at one point first, are you able to have a conversation about Larry? That was the first thing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about this? Right. Like, because there have been times where both of us, like, a, I can't right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we can come back to it, which is valid. Because if you don't want to be in this conversation, again, if it doesn't work for both of us, it doesn't work for it's either of us. are not going to be very productive. Um, but one of the things I was asking, I asked him was, like, what, what are you finding the hardest? Like, mm-hmm. for me, I knew it was these things that were kind of triggering it. And by finding out where his challenges really were, and it happened to one of the things was in the morning. That was one of their bonding times. So, okay. Is there something that, you know, we can come up with that makes it a little easier? Like mm-hmm. in putting the ball, like, I'll help you with this. And it wasn't me rescuing. It's like, here's, you know, here's a space where we can create something that makes mm-hmm. the mornings a little easier because I'm part of like, I'm still here. Right. His morning routine has changed. Like, all right, what can what would be helpful for you? And then it's like, you know, we come up with ideas and it's like, actually, that works for me, too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like I can. I can help you to figure this out or like in that situation where it's something that was affecting both, like we can figure this out together. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that just being there for somebody is a really great way of supporting somebody without becoming a rescuer. Mm-hmm. Now, what do I mean by that? There's a whole bunch of different versions of that. One is just being there. Like letting them know, just so you know, I'm here. You are not alone in it. Like I cannot count the number of times Serena and I have messaged each other about what's going on. And it's like, oh my goodness, I hear you. I just want you to know you're not alone. Like I'm here. Like that is. We in a thing. We've got this. Not mm-hmm. you've got this. Not yes. I've got you. Like that's something like I used to be a jump in. Like, I got you. Like right. and now it's like, no, we've got this. Right. Because we're going to get through this together. Absolutely. If, if that's what serves you. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so just like letting them somebody know I'm here. I'm here with you. And like, would it help you to like for me to be there with you mm-hmm. while you're doing the thing that you're doing? Whatever that is, like, would it help? Like, I <clears throat> with the the stuff with like like uh, Serena bringing Larry's stuff over. Like, if I'd known, I don't think I actually knew that's what was happening until Serena was like, "Hey, I'm on my way. Can I drop some stuff yes. off?" And I'm like, "Sure, like, no problem at all." If I'd known that's what she wanted to do, I could have been like, "Do you want me to come and help pick the stuff up, or do you want me to just be with you while you're doing that?" Because I might not be able to. Because I don't know everything that is linked to Larry in the house but it's like do you want someone there while you're doing it like there's there's a um something that happens over here that I've not seen people doing anywhere else um it's like the errand hang where it's like hey do you want to just hang while we do errands Mm. like it would be helpful for me to have somebody with me while I'm going to UPS to do my returns because if I don't have somebody with me, chances are I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Just having somebody there with me could be helpful. Having somebody with me while I'm going to the grocery store, having somebody with me while I go and pick stuff up from the pharmacy, having somebody with me where I go and take stuff to the dump. Like there is something about having somebody there Mm -hmm. that just there is a support. And it doesn't have to be like 
in the hole to need support. Mm -hmm. It might just be, hey, this thing's a little bit challenging. Great example the other day, we were doing some stuff on um, to do with the uh, company accounts. I hate accounts. Everybody knows this. Anyone who listens to the podcast knows this. Serena knows this. And I think I think half of the freaking globe know this. Mm. Like, I hate doing stuff with accounts. But the stuff that was needing to be done, I had to do it. Serena came over. She was working on the couch. She was just here. And I said to her at the end of it, like, you've no idea how helpful and supportive it was. You just being here while I was doing that. Like, just being there. And further to that... Letting them know they are not alone. Like letting them know I'm here. Huge. Huge. Um, you want to pick one of the others to share? I'm going to go with one that's not on this list. Yay. Because a lot, of, a lot of stuff with me um, happens through text message. Like <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good. I'm a, it's true. I'm a decent communicator through text message. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my conversations happen that way. Just sending an emoji mm-hmm. like and yeah. we spoke about our friend who uh, lost the baby and she had put out on Facebook like hey this is what's going on I don't want to talk about it with anybody like if you see me like love happiness support jokes that kind yeah. of thing and I'm like and I'm going through my own stuff with the Larry and it's like and, and she said because like like she didn't need to say this but something that I think that was like Oh, that makes sense to people. She said, I don't want to cry outside in my mm-hmm. home at the moment. Like, her, that's her safe space. Yeah. She's I, not saying, I'm, I'm cool with this. I'm okay. Right. Like, She's just saying, here, this is how I want people to interact with me so that I can navigate this in the way that works for me. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. She didn't need to say that, though. No. She could have just said, I'm going through. Like, she didn't even need to tell the story. She could have just been like, I'm going through the shit right now. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to explain about it. I don't want anybody to really know what's going on until I'm like ready for people to know. Mm-hmm. If you see me, don't ask how I am. Just tell me a joke. Like one of the things she said was just someone tell me a joke. Like yeah. it was one of the things that she was saying. And it's like great way of like communicating what you need so people know how to support you, even if they don't know what's going on. I mean, because... When I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, that is totally like wanting jokes. There are some people, if you went up to them with a joke in that situation, you'd probably get like a punch to the gut or something. Right. <laughs> like, so it really shows how different it like different people can be and what will meet the needs at the time. Mm-hmm. And where I was at, I was like similar situations, but totally different situations. And my stuff isn't her stuff and she's in hers. And I was like. What do I have the the capacity for right now? I just sent a heart. Mm-hmm. She hearted it back. Like we knew, like there was a connection there, mm-hmm. and it's like she knows I'm here. She knows there's support, and like, and then as time goes in, our spaces change a little bit. It's like okay, I have the capacity to be, you know, just thinking of you. Right. I do that all the time when I know somebody's in the space, like, right. and I don't know what to do, like, just like what Claire did, thinking of you. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the the Serena mentioned this on the last episode. She, there were there were a couple of things. She was like, "Oh, let's add in," and it actually fits more into this episode. Like, if someone shares what is going on with them, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Like that sounds really rough. I hear you. I'm sending you love. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I just want you to know I'm here. I hear you. Like. I can't imagine how that must be feeling. Like there are so many different options, but that I hear you is an acknowledgement. Like I, I hear what you're saying. 
Like, I, may, I may not know how to respond to it. Yes. I, I see it. you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Really simple things you can do. But so often that's like the, it's the thing that we don't often get. Mm-mm. Most of us don't get that. They don't, we don't feel seen. We don't feel heard. We don't feel validated in what it is that we're experiencing. Like just that, like empathizing with somebody, letting them know, like I, like how your feeling is completely valid right now. Mm-hmm. Like if I was in your position, I would feel exactly the same way. Like those small things are so healing and so often they are not embraced yeah or yeah or encouraged Mm -hmm. like i I mean basically what we're talking about is witnessing somebody like that's that's what this is all different forms of witnessing somebody like i'm bearing witness to what you are going through right now i see you what you're going through right now i hear what you're going through right now i feel you in what you're going through right now i would feel the same way everything you're feeling is completely valid like that doesn't stop it from sucking like Mm -hmm. this is shitty right now like that, like what Serena said, like about being at the funeral a couple of episodes ago, is like, like this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that is a way of witnessing somebody. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Thank you for acknowledging that mm-hmm. because not many people do. Mm-hmm. They, they think of the positive, like, oh, hopefully the memory comforts you. Like, yeah, all of that. And yeah, fuck off. <laughs> and also <laughs> like, like right now, I don't necessarily want comforts. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I want to rage because I want to be breaking shit from a thrift store because that's the thing that's going to allow me to process how I feel. Like, Mm -hmm. like sometimes people, a lot of time people think that comfort is the answer. And sometimes it is. Sometimes comfort is what's needed. Sometimes anger is what's needed. Sometimes like the grief without comfort, because the comfort sometimes can kind of block that Mm -hmm. process. And it's like, Oh, I want to give you comfort. I don't need comfort. Comfort's not helping me right now because if I feel comfortable, I'm not feeling the feelings that are present right now. I want to feel the feelings because that's going to help with my healing process. And that's going to bring us to our next one, which is holding space for somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's holding space for where they're at and doing it in alignment with where you're at too. Um, An example that I have from my own personal life is I have um, one of my other forms of communication with some of my close people is through a video messaging app. We mentioned it before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And with my best friend, like we like to be in contact, lives, adulting, all the things kind of separate us. And we're all going through our own shit. And especially right now, she's going through stuff. I'm going through stuff. And there's always been this, she would apologize because I've told her like, you know, this app, just throw it all in there. Mm-hmm. I can come to it when I have the capacity right. to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I stop mid-message and then I come back to it. Like, mm-hmm. I make sure that I take it on as I can. And now it's it's like, that. that's holding space. Like, here's a space, vent it in. Throw it in. I may or may not get back to it right away and letting them know that. But anytime you're holding space, like, I can hold space for Claire, like, on that, um, the boat day. I came mm-hmm. in, I was like, I can hold space for you to be a puddle. Like, be a puddle right now because mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay. So you need to puddle? Let's puddle. That's valid. When, and, go ahead. I was going to say, when Joe was feeling the anger, I'm like, that's a natural, like, yeah, I'm fucking pissed too. Like, this sucks. Like, it, like we can't keep that in though because that anger is just going to eat away at you. Like, 
we have to let it out. So holding the space for them to be where they're at. Right. And we've actually got a previous episode on how to hold space for somebody. Like, so go, like, if you don't know what we kind of, kind of mean by that, then by all means go back and listen to that episode. But it's basically creating a container in which that other person can be processing and doing whatever it is that they need to do. So like, like, and as Serena said, that holding space can be in person. It can be over um, uh, like a video app. Like, I mean, I've got people who hold space for me on text message. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm holding space for you right now. Oh, oh, there's a space where I can be where I'm at. <sighs> okay, this and, is where I'm at right now. And there doesn't even have to be that secondary dialogue. Right. Like there have been times I'm holding space for you and it's like, and that's the end of the conversation. Yes. Because it's not about me. Right. And the other person, there's no obligation to respond. Mm-hmm. Thank you for holding space or here's what's happening in the space. Mm-hmm. Like I'm holding space for you. Thank you. Okay. I can just do what I need to do. And I know somebody is holding that container for me to be able to do what I need to do in that, in that, in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like another one, which is just a really simple one is just sending love. Like you can send them love, like that whole thing. I'm thinking about you. I'm sending you love. Mm-hmm. Like I, I often say, I'm sending you supportive energy mm-hmm. um, because that's something that a lot of people resonate with. It's like, oh, thank you. Like that feels good to receive that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not something that is rescuing them. It's letting them know that they've got a little extra something to support them with what they're doing, what they're going through, how they're like, navigating whatever it is that's going on. Um, go ahead. Well, I was, uh, do you remember the uh, lifeboat reference that we were talking about yesterday? All right. I do. I'm curious how it fits in. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the listeners are too right now. They're like, oh, like, okay. she's going off script right yeah. now. <laughs> so I was we were talking about the shapes and the, you know, the potential shape episode yeah. and all that, the things that go with the shapes. And I had this kind of visual in my head. And it's like the difference between a rescuer and somebody who is in that this person is in a space, but they are a creator as well. It was like I had this vision of standing in a lifeboat with the uh, the life ring and being like, you just need to swim over here. And they do it. And then by the time they're over there, like, it's like, no, you're in the lifeboat. You just did this for yourself. Like, And the thing about that situation is the, re- the reason that I'm like, oh, yes, and yes, and usually <laughs> somebody, somebody can't, if somebody can't swim. Yes. Then you throwing them the life ring isn't you getting in the water and like putting your bunny under mm-hmm. theirs and swimming for them like and and like potentially drowning yourself in the process like it could just be that they need the the life ring is the support mm-hmm. it's the thing that allows them to stay afloat while somebody comes to like where, while the, the the they can pull themselves in on a, a rope or whatever it is um in order to get to that point but it's like the, and this is the thing different different people different support different situations mm-hmm. um like support looks different to different people like the way i need support is very different from the way that a lot of other people need support because I have the capacity to support myself in ways that other people, because of what I know and the needs and same thing with Serena, like mm-hmm. the, the doesn't mean we don't need support. It just means the support might look different to us. Like there was a point where I would have to have a conversation with somebody or I believed I had to have a conversation with somebody to 
process something. And the truth of the matter is I didn't need to like have a conversation with somebody. There were lots of different ways I could process that. And that's like when we talk about like the, the meaty of the need versus the preference for how we get the need met. Like the support is different depending on somebody's capacity to meet their own needs and where somebody is in that process of meeting their own needs. Like, like sometimes that support could just be like, like, do you, do you need some rest right now? End of story. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I do. Like, like, like that's, that is support. Have you been drinking water? Yes, absolutely. Like, do you need to dry? Do you need to hydrate? Like there's, there's lots of different ways that that support looks. And there was a reason I, I, I was aware of the example. And I'm like, yeah, someone might actually, that, that, that ring might be the support. Yeah, and for somebody, they might not. Mm -hmm. They might not. For somebody, it might be that actually they didn't realize that it might be that you're, you're from the vantage point that you're on the boat, you can see that there's rocks this way and that there's a clear waterway this way. We're like, okay, from this, from this vantage point, I can see something that you can't see. If you go this way, I think that the swim will be easier than if you go that way because you don't have to navigate the rocks or the um, eddies and currents and what have you. Like there's different things that can be supportive in that situation. Some people, if there isn't a life ring available or they don't know how to use a life ring, I mean, it would seem like it's pretty intuitive. I don't know how to use the life ring. You throw it into the water. Like, what am I meant to do with that? Like, some people actually need somebody, and this is where it, this is where it kind of the the muddies the water a little bit because if somebody doesn't have the capacity to be able to help themselves, like at that point, there is a way of still helping somebody without coming into rescuer mm -hmm. mode. There is a difference between actually, like uh, the reason I don't like this example is because it's an example where someone might not actually like physically need rescuing. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. that's like, there's, there's like, like, that's why there's, there's, there's always nuance in these things. Like sometimes, yeah, like I need to jump in the water and I need to swim with you like supported so that you don't pull me under and like, blah, 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 and we get to, we, like if somebody doesn't have the capacity to do that, there are times when somebody does need somebody else to do something for them. And that doesn't stop them from being a creator. And we're going to get into all of this when we get into the shapes episode, because it's at the moment, I imagine it might, someone's listening to this going, what? <laughs> like, I don't fully understand all of this. It doesn't matter if you do. What matters is like to remember in this situation, you want to be supporting somebody. How do you support them? What are the tools that you have available to support them? What, how do you see them as a creator? How do you see them as like, what, what do you want to do right now? If someone's in the water, like, like, what do you want to do right now? I want to get back in the boat. That's the outcome right now. Or actually, I'm having the time of my life swimming out here right now. I want to hang here in the water for a little bit more. Like, same scenario, very different outcomes because different people in different situations. I'm a, I'm a championship swimmer. I'm just gonna hang and enjoy my time. Like same situation, but different people need different support in those moments. Well, so, and if, if Claire's bobbing around in the water, I'm not gonna be like, "What do you want for dinner?" Like, and I feel like sometimes people just. No? <laughs> well, <laughs> we do like food, so right? maybe, but. Like there, I feel like a lot of times people kind of get into the, okay, this is how I do it. This is what I do. And it's just the, I do this for everything. And it's like, sometimes that, that doesn't work. Like you have to figure yeah, out the situation. What's my go-to support? Yeah. And, and not that what do you want for dinner is like necessarily the most supportive thing. Sometimes it could be. Well, but, and if someone's on dry land, so I mean like throwing them a lifesaver who probably isn't going to help them. Like, right. it's like, 
what am I meant to do with this? Like, <laughs> like different situations, mm-hmm. different support required. Yes. Um, and the key thing is, is like, how do you, how do you stay in that position where even if they don't, even if there's something that you like vantage point, I can see something they can't like I'm, they're still the ones that are swimming in that moment. Like, in that situation, I said, there's a there's a slight muddying of the water here because of like the actual physical rescue element that sometimes is required if someone's unconscious. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, what's your outcome right now? Probably not <laughs> going to be very helpful in that situation. And that's part of community care, which comes into a different element in terms of the um, the shapes that, that we're talking about. But I think that those are those are kind of extreme examples and I think that in most situations there is going to be a way that you can support somebody in that that's very simple like by using the things that we've we've talked about today by staying focused on what your outcome is to support rather than rescue right asking them what their outcome is asking them questions to help them figure out what is it that's going to be most supportive for them right now and figuring out how you can support that without like getting in I've got to do it for you like there's a there's a, a big thing around like like the whole like um, give a man a fish he eats for the day, teach a man to fish and he eats for the rest of his life. Like there is something about like how like sometimes when we jump in and try and fix it, we actually stop somebody else from learning something that could be really helpful for themselves. So not to say that we don't ever want to support somebody. There are different ways of doing it. But some of the, the examples that we've given today are things that, that those like asking questions is a really helpful way of of kind of eliciting how I can support somebody because even if their outcome is something different you're like okay I can see I now my my support options were this now I know this is the outcome here are my support options these ones actually aren't at all helpful with this outcome and that then can direct the ways that you can offer support it can also help them in processing what's going on with them because they're you know especially in this last week there were time Claire asked Claire asked me things and I'm like oh I hadn't even thought of that. And then I kind of processed through it yeah. as, you know, we're talking about it. And it's like, oh, okay. But if she had not, um, acknowledged where I was at and just came in with whatever. I'm being curious about what you wanted, what your outcome, like asking those questions. If I could just come in assuming I knew the answer. She could have done like a an interrupt in my processing mm-hmm. and like could have detrimentally like side sideswiped me mm-hmm. to make sure like to like not intentionally, obviously, but like I could be in it being like, okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And she's like, whoop, rescued. And then I'm like, oh. Well, I'm not going to get back in that hole, am I? And then usually what would happen if somebody pulls you out of the hole, you're going to find yourself a little deeper next mm-hmm. time down. Yeah, because like, and it's like, I mean, you imagine it like someone's like running, they're, they're, they're trying to get to the end of a street and all of a sudden someone looks at them and goes, oh, they look hungry and they grab them and pull them into their house to feed them. And like, okay. I was running a marathon. I was trying to get cool. to the end of the street. Like that's not helping right now. And I get like, yeah, I probably am hungry, but that's not what I'm focused mm-hmm. on right now. What I'm focusing on is this. Um, and so often we we pull people out of holes because we're not comfortable with the fact that they're in a hole. And we don't know how to be with somebody while they're in a hole without either jumping into it with them or pulling away from them mm-hmm. rather than being like, like, I mean, there are times when Serena's like, I'm in a hole right now. And I'm like, OK, I'm here. And I'm with her. Mm-hmm. I'm not I don't go, oh, let me jump in there, too. Mm-hmm. That looks cozy. Yeah, we both feel shit now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, 
or or being like, okay, well, you're in a hole. I don't, I, I, I'm, I'll be over here like somewhere because mm-hmm. like, I don't really know how to deal with that. Um, by us being able to be like, okay, I'm here while you are there. That sometimes is enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of- it allows them to figure out, like process what they need to, to slowly work their way out of the hole without me going, Whoop! and then they're going, well, I got all this unprocessed stuff. Like, like I'm I'm at the top of my hole, but I got a whole mess of shit with me mm-hmm. as well. Actually, if I dealt with that as I was coming up, then I would be out and I wouldn't have any of this crap with me as well. And especially in Claire and I's dynamic. So if I'm in the hole and I'm kind of looking up and she's sitting on the edge of the hole, she's not jumping in. She's like, I'm here. And it's like, okay. And then I process my shit. And then it's like, all right, I think I'm kind of like, I think I want to start exiting this hole. All right, I can't quite see how to get up. Do you have a vantage point up there? Is there mm-hmm. any like and we can talk about it and knowing that that person is there but yeah. not in it, it's it helps you work yourself out of it. Yeah. Like, and it's like, "Oh, I can see there's like a rock there if you grab that." And then that looks like it might be a foothold. Mm-hmm. Like if you can you reach here? Like like can you reach it? Is this like like it, it's not do this, do that, do mm-hmm. this, do that, do this, do that. Because once you're in, once you're in that space, it's you're doing it according to what you would work for you, like not what would work for the other person. You throw the rope ladder down, and I'm like, I can't, I, like, I don't have the energy to climb this ladder. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, well, that, that's how I was going to rescue you. Sorry. Right. Yes. Oh well. Like, and, and it's and it's so important to to stay connected to where they're at where you're at and offer the support that is supportive <laughs> that is like the honors those two things and offering support as much as you can with that okay I'm going to support you in what you want to do I'm not doing it for you and as a former rescuer checking in I check in constantly when I find myself in that supportive space and it can be legitimate supportive space I'm mm-hmm. like all right, kind of checking my mental, like, what's, you know, where is this coming from? Is this supportive? Am I asking the questions? And constantly asking myself, am I rescuing? Am I being a rescuer? Because there are sometimes that I've gone into a situation thinking that I'm being supportive and then I take the step back for a minute and I have the moments of like, oh. Uh. And you know what's also really tough is when somebody else wants to be rescued. Oh, yeah. Help me. Like, yeah. Mm. And they keep trying to pull you back and it's like, no, I'm not going to rescue you, but I am here and you're not alone and I'm going to support you because it's so easy to get pulled back into that into that dynamic. And if if they don't know another way of doing it, that's where those questions can come in because mm-hmm. you can help support them with that process without and like and this is the thing. If somebody is really not okay, I think it's really important to say this at this point. If somebody's really not okay, it may be that you're not the right person to support them. Mm-hmm. The other thing you can do is you can help them get the right support. You can help them be like, okay, I, I don't, I don't feel like I can help you with it. Can I help you find somebody? Can I support you with finding somebody who is the right fit? Because I know, I know the average person asking questions is going to be so effective. I know Serena asking questions would be a little bit more effective. I know that because of what I've been doing this for as long as I have and the experience I have with it, I know me asking questions is probably going to be a little bit more effective than Serena asking those questions. So like sometimes the question could be, I don't I don't know what the answer is to this. I don't know how to support you. Can I help you to find the right person to support you with this? And this 
she says, hitting the screen. Um, this whole situation might be easier if it's the right person asking the questions because I know that, that there's, if I'm working with a client, it's very unlikely that I'm going to step into rescue. I used to live there with clients. Like these days, it's almost, I'm never going to, I never say never, but it is very, 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 very unlikely that will ever happen. Um, because I'm aware of these dynamics and I'm aware of what's happening. And I know I'm aware how to ask the questions that will offer that support. So that's another thing is like, yes, you can support, but you can actually support them in getting the best support for themselves. And that's another way to prevent you from like accidentally slipping into that rescuer role. Because if somebody thinks that that's their only way out, they're looking for you to become that mm -hmm. without realizing that there is another way. And sometimes somebody else is the better placed person to help them to find that other way. Anything you want to add to this? Like this is like meandered in way different <laughs> directions that I thought it was going to today. Um, but uh, but we've had some really important stuff that's come into here. Like mm -hmm. um, it's 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 definitely um, a bit of journey. <laughs> Anything statement? I am good. Right. Okay. So that's it for today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, remember, between now and next time, to stay safe, take care of yourself, and continue to meet your own needs. Lots of love. Bye bye. Bye, friends. That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review as it will help more people find us. And remember, if you want to support somebody without becoming a rescuer, first, it's really important to take care of your own needs. And the second thing is to stay focused on the outcome. Well, shit. It really is that simple.